Happy Sunday to you. Today we're going to let you listen in on a live hangout I hosted two days ago, chatting with you, well, maybe if you weren't live, chatting with people how they can build their first course online. It's called Course Creation with the Blind Guy. It's available on the YouTube channel. And right after this Libsyn message and a word from my buddy Edwin, we'll get into it. If you want me to work with you one-on-one when it comes to building your first course, reach out to me, michael at yourownpay.com. I'm putting together a nominal investment for people who are interested in getting everything taken care of. And I need some beta testers. Hint, hint. You'll know more about beta testers by the end of this episode. If you enjoy today's content, please don't hesitate to let someone else know that they might too. Powered by Libsyn, the largest podcast host and distribution network since 2004, Libsyn.com. Hello there. My name is Edwin Oscar Polini, and I am shooting this video to let you know what a blessing Michael Babcock has been to my online business. I first connected with Michael when I was getting started online, and I was looking for much-needed answers. He proved to be very resourceful and I decided to work with him in one of his earlier ventures. And since then he has taught me so much, I feel like I owe him money. Michael is always enthusiastic and willing to help. And most of all, the man knows his stuff. If you would like to make it big online, I advise you follow Michael and let him teach you how to make your own pay. Thanks, Michael. I really appreciate you. Hello and welcome. This is Michael Babcock and today we're going to talk about creating a course with the blind guy and I want to thank Yvonne for that. Um, Just as a reference, we are also on the phone with the Big Dream Start with Small Steps Mastermind hosted by Maxwell Ivey, the blind blogger. Uh, So definitely check him out at theblindblogger.net. I'm going to go ahead and what's up? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and start sharing my screen real quick. Perfect, and we are sharing screen. So uh, before we get into it, I want to let anyone know that if you want a copy of this slide deck, which is a copy of the slide, the, the 33 slides that I am going to share on today's presentation, you can follow at slideshare.com forward slash your own pay and get a copy of those slides uh, for your use, and, and you can use them in your own webinars if you'd like, or, I mean, just as a copy that you can download. Uh, let's get into it. Then we're going to talk about courses and why you need to explore creating your own courses uh, online, especially for entrepreneurs who are interested in building their own brand through the use of courses. Before we get into it, I want to talk to you guys a bit about why I got started online. So back in 2012, my mother suddenly passed away while I was an assistive technology instructor and while I was an assistive technology instructor at the Alaska Center for the Blind and Visually Impaired. I had an amazing time being uh, an instructor there because I was able to help other people see that they can actually do something with computers, even though they may have lost vision. When my mother suddenly passed away, I realized it was going to cost me more money on a weekly basis than what I was going to make to get transportation back and forth from where I moved to, to be home with my family, to a job for se. So I got started online looking at different offers of ways I can make money off. And I got started looking for ways I can make money. 
One of the first things that I found was what's called a CPA offer or cost per action offer. This CPA offer gave me an opportunity to um, start building a little bit of income and realize that making money was real online. I started to see people do okay with building their own income, but I realized that there was more out there for me. In 2013, I started to learn about branding and I substantially failed at this. I started an organization, I joined an organization called Brand with Authority. Brand with Authority taught people how to build their own websites online and build their own personal brand. But then I realized that brand that branding was something that everyone was learning how to do. Uh, the problem with Brand with Authority that, that I had was that I was marketing a service, an MLM or multi-level marketing service, that I wasn't passionate about. I didn't enjoy selling the products and services, but I did enjoy selling the products and services because it offered training that I knew people could use. We walked people through the process of setting up their own WordPress site and taking that site and authenticating it with the major search engines, Google, Bing, Pinterest. Uh, we also uh, walked people through the process of setting up their basic social media site. Now, I loved being able to give people that training because it was very valuable, but there were two problems with that. Number one, I was marketing a network marketing opportunity that I didn't feel passionate about. It was for web hosting and I knew people could get better web hosting. And the only way people could get access to that course was if they purchased the network marketing opportunity, which whatever, it was 10 bucks a month, that's, that's not horrible, but you can get more affordable hosting that's more effective. And so I felt guilty whenever I was selling it. The second reason why I didn't really like Brand with Authority um, and, and getting going with that was the videos were tailored to a sighted user. If you didn't know, I am coaching blind entrepreneurs on how to bring their business online. And having videos that said, point your mouse here or click over there didn't help other blind individuals. So I decided to create my own course. What I did is I created my courses outline based around the brand with authority trainings, except for, of course, they were with the blind person in mind. We were walking people through building their own websites online. Uh, authenticating your website and uh, bringing some basic social media presence and, and building some basic email lists on there. Uh, the way I was doing it was with a plugin in WordPress called Paid Memberships Pro. The problem with this was I also had to deal with all of the security issues that came with managing your own site. Did it work? Well, yeah, it did. I had problems with maintaining all the plugins to make the site run the way I expected it to. And I was giving people a crappy experience. People didn't have a clear uh, path of where they, needed to do, where they needed to go in order to get their course online or to get their site online. So, uh, yes, it did work, but I knew I could do it better. The first question that people ask me when they hear that, yes, I did launch my own course and yes, I was able to get people is, Michael, how did you get your first five customers? Especially since it wasn't the best experience. I got my first five customers by connecting with people who were on mailing lists. Uh, to be specific, I connected with people on the TikTok mailing list, which is a blindness related technology email list. 
I sent a message and said, hey, I've got this program that I'd like to get a few people into. I said no more than 10 people into this. And I'd like to get you into it at a substantially discounted price so you can provide me feedback. If you're interested, get in contact with me. And then I gave people my email. I would say within 48 hours, I got five members signed up at $50 a piece, which is awesome, especially if you haven't done anything before with courses online. Um, and the thing that I needed to make clear, and if you're planning to use this method, and we'll talk more about this later on in the presentation, is you need feedback. Don't give people a discounted way. Don't give people a discounted rate into the course just because they're your friend. Give it to them because they're going to provide you feedback. Um, realize that even though you're not producing the most amazing course, you can produce the, ama the best course ever if you get the feedback to make an amazing course. So I, here's, here's one thing that I did, and I want to help you avoid making this mistake. And, and one way that I failed was I didn't implement the feedback from what people were giving me sooner. People told me, hey, Michael, it's difficult for me to navigate this site that you have together. And they also told me, Michael, I'm, I'm unclear as to which video I need to watch first. Is it possible for you to put one video per page and make it easier and chronological for me to follow? Um, I didn't get this together until earlier this month. My first course was, was launched last October. So keep that in mind. It took me a year to implement the feedback that people gave me to make a better experience for them to take a course. And, and that's how I, how I quote unquote failed with that aspect. So when people gave me that feedback, I started looking for what's called an LMS. LMS means learning management system. I didn't want to pay for Zippy courses because that was just a $200 plugin that I'd be using on my WordPress site and I'd still be responsible for all the security and maintenance of the website. Um, and then I also looked at Teachable, and to be honest with you, I wasn't too thrilled with the way that it worked out. Maybe I didn't give it a good enough chance, but I, I just had too many accessibility issues with Teachable. So then I found Thinkific, and I found Thinkific from a guy who interviewed me for his podcast, uh, Mark Maloney, and Mark, I apologize if I mispronounced your name, but he built his courses on the Thinkific platform. He hosted a webinar with one of the uh, product developers of Thinkific, and of course, they offered a free one-month trial of their premium service. So I took him up on it. I'll be honest, I didn't even finish the webinar. I just jumped over there and took him up on that offer. I realized that this was an amazing platform because as a bonus, they gave us a pricing your course course, and I started taking that course from my iPhone. I said, huh. This is an awesome experience for a blind user taking a course. If the admin aspect of creating a course was even halfway as accessible as taking a course, then I think I've found what I wanted to use. Um, the admin side, I realized, was well worth it. It's, it's just as, if not more accessible than what the taking a course aspect of it was. And so I started moving my WordPress with a blind guy course over to Thinkific. Then I started thinking, well, what am I doing? I'm putting together a course, and I'm figuring out how to be able to put this course together on my own. So why not share it with others? I made another beta offer to 
of course, the same mailing list. And I said, hey, if you're interested in watching over my shoulder as I create this course with the blind guy, it's not completed, but it will be completed and you'll be able to get updated videos. There's going to be a nominal $67 investment that you'll need to make. And because you're getting it at the substantially discounted price, my target price point for this course is $497. Um, you need to provide me feedback, walking, letting me know what you think of the course and what type of content I can add to the course. Uh, and I got off because I went ahead, I jumped over a slide. <laughs> so I started out the course as over the shoulder with a blind guy and Yvonne, who isn't taking the course, but a member of this awesome conference call, provided me some feedback. She said, Michael, you're not just a blind guy, you're the blind guy. So now it's creating a course with the blind guy. So I've taken this course, or I've taken the idea of this course and used it to build my WordPress with the blind guy course and watch people walk people through the process, allowing them to watch over my shoulder and see what I'm doing or listen over my shoulder. Um, these are the three things that I've learned and hopefully you'll learn something here before you build your first course. Number one, course creation is not for everyone. People might think that they can do it quickly and just build out a course real fast, kind of like I did. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is you need to have a strategy for how you're going to build out your course. Number two, create a course outline. This will give you a set start and end point for what you're going to discuss in your course. For example, my course outline starts with creating, no, my first, uh, my course creation outline starts with building a Thinkific school. Why do you need to use Thinkific? Telling people why they need to use the Thinkific platform. My course uh, creation course ends with managing your users so people know once they have their courses created then they'll be able to <coughs> excuse me then they'll be able to build their or manage their users and manage all the content within their course um, number three be open with what you're going to do so I also didn't want to tell people that I was going to create this course with the blind guy uh, because it, honestly, I was afraid someone was going to steal my idea, which I think we all have that issue. Someone's going to steal this idea and then people won't want to buy it from me. They'll buy it from that other person who's probably going to undercut me. If that's the case, whatever. You didn't need to work with that person anyways. However, because I was open with what I was doing, I was able to build a mailing list. Um, and, and we'll talk about that here in a second because next we're going to talk about the tools you need for course creation. But I was able to build a mailing list by giving away the outline to my course that hopefully you were able to give away, you're able to give away uh, via email. So these tools are what you need in order to build a course. Number one, an LMS. LMS is, again, learning management system. And this LMS is necessary for you to produce a course that looks pretty. I mean, it's, it's easy for people to go through. That's what the primary objective or the primary purpose of that tool is. The second thing you need for your course is an email marketing service, either to capture subscribers who are interested in your course or to follow up with people who signed up with your course. I use ConvertKit. There's Mad Mimi, MailChimp, which I'm not fond of, and Aweber that are available uh, for you to use. The final tool or the third tool you need is 
screen, a way to create content. This could be screen capturing software, ScreenFlow for the Mac or Camtasia for Windows. It could be your iPhone to record a quick video or to record the videos. Or it could just be your keyboard and mouse or keyboard for those who just use a keyboard's uh, point of view to type up the content that you're looking to produce. Now, we've given you uh, a few things of a few things that you need to consider before creating your course. That is whether or not it's for you. Um, what type of outline and material you want to produce. And then we also talked about uh, tools that you can use to build your course. Before we get into the conclusion of today's presentation, I want to give you a couple of steps you need to take while producing your own course. Number one, you need to figure out what you want to talk about. Um, if you don't want to talk about something and you're just trying to produce the course to make money, then that lack of passion is going to come through in your voice. It's going to come through in your course itself. And people will feel like they've been ripped off and, and like you're not authentic about it. So make sure that what you're producing courses on is something you truly want to talk about. And I love helping blind entrepreneurs bring their business online and build their business online because I'm an advocate of self-employment for blind individuals. And uh, so definitely have a passion for what you're producing your course on. Number two, who do you want to talk to? If you know who it is that you can best serve, then you can get where those people are. We'll talk about that in a minute. For me, as an example, I like to help blind entrepreneurs. So I know that my courses, number one, was to help blind small business owners bring their website online. That's my WordPress of the Blind Guy course. Then I realized, well, those blind business owners who have websites might be interested in building a course online. That's my course creation with the Blind Guy course because I have passion for helping people with producing those type of material. Number three, when you know who you're talking to and why you're talking to them, you can go where they are and answer the questions. So, for example, I'm in several Facebook groups with other blind individuals, not specifically entrepreneurs, but blind individuals, especially those who may be interested in becoming an entrepreneur. But I'm also on a few different mailing lists as well. I'm on a few different mailing lists as well with other blind individuals, just in case they're interested in learning how to become entrepreneurs as well. So, while you're producing content um, and while you're Oh, that slide is not supposed to be there. So we'll, we'll go through. So while you're um, while you're getting connected with people who are interested and in your ideal subscribers or your ideal students or clients, however you want to word it, uh, you're going to be asked questions. For example, someone might say, "Hey, Michael, I love what you're doing. How do I create my ConvertKit account?" Or Hey, Michael, can you show me real quick how to install WordPress? That's just a couple of questions that people would ask me. So you can produce content and show yourself as the authority in the industry because you're able to walk people through doing things pretty quickly. Kind of like what we're doing today. I'm walking you through some of the steps and some of the hurdles that I jumped through while producing my own courses and giving you some advice on producing my own courses. Um, and we're going through it fairly quickly. People will reach out to you and say, hey, can I get more details about configuring the theme of my website? And there's some ideas for the content that you as the authority, because they're reaching out to you, can put in your courses. So you want to get feedback. And I may, 
I made this this on the slideshow. If you're watching the slideshow, it says get feedback optional. And reason why I made the get feedback as optional is you can get feedback and produce a better course, or you can produce a crappy course and not get feedback, and people won't people won't buy it. Like they'll they'll provide you or they'll purchase the course from you and then they won't provide you feedback or you won't uh, encompass that feedback that they are providing you. And then when you go to try to resell it again, people say, Hey, we heard that this course isn't very good. And what type of improvements have you made? That's an issue that I ran into with my WordPress course. Someone asked me, Michael, did you make any of the changes that so-and-so had made a uh, reference to you or had, had suggested to you. And unfortunately at that time I had not made those changes and people talk. So uh, you can leave getting feedback as optional, but I do highly recommend it. Um, produce the course. This is the last, one of the last steps of making your course. Uh, we've gathered an interest for the course, found out who is interested in it, and then answered some of their questions, produced some free material. And then the last step is actually producing the full course. If you're producing content and people are interested in your course, then they're going to uh, let you know that they want to pay for it or they've already paid for it and become beta members. The last step of that is, is you need to actually produce a fully put together course. My outline originally had 12 videos on it for word or creating a course with the blind guy. Now it has 26 videos because I've gotten some feedback from people who went through those 12 videos and said, hey, we need this information. I need to know what the differences between content is and what's a chapter title and what's a, a content title. So make sure that you're using the feedback that you're receiving to produce the best course possible. So then... Once you have it all together, your package is ready to go. You need to configure your LMS the way you want it to set up, and you need to sell your product. Get it in front of the people who want it, either people in the groups that you joined that are your ideal clients or people who signed up for the mailing list to get your free outline or to get information about your course coming out, or just get it out into the world. So produce your course, package it, and sell it. The last step is to revise your course. Even though you already got feedback in the beginning and people told you what you needed to add and then you made those modifications and sold your course again, the last thing you need to be doing is revising your course. Platforms change if you're teaching on platforms or styles change if you're teaching how to garden or maybe someone gives you some ideas or you learn something new that you can add to your course and share with your students. Remember, if you learn something, other people want to learn about it too. And if your students are already in your course, then it may be worth you revising your course and making it uh, more available, making your new knowledge more available to people who are interested in learning. Um, this is my quick uh, conclusion or my quick presentation about creating a course. Hopefully it wasn't too jumbled. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the phone up to the microphone. So that way the questions can be live on YouTube as well. And if anyone has any questions over the material that I covered, please don't hesitate to ask. I have two questions that jump out at me, Michael. Yeah. Uh, one is you spent maybe five seconds mentioning uh, selling and promoting your course, which, as we both know, in many cases, creating content is the, is the small job 
selling it is the big hard job. So that's, I'm wondering if that's going to be your next course, uh, or if you're going to expand upon that section of your existing course. So right now, I'll answer that question first. Right now, I don't have the promoting your course or selling your course as an aspect in my existing course. Right now, the course that I have is strictly creating your course. However, you are an amazing guy because I'm learning how to market my courses more and my material more to people who are interested. And then, yes, I will be, once again, launching a beta program in the near future, probably December or January is my guess, saying, hey, here's what I did to, to get X amount of customers because I'm going to relaunch this uh, over, the shoulder with the over the shoulder with the blind guy course creation course. I'm going to relaunch that at a higher price point and actually put money into paid advertising and uh, into connecting with other people. And then in December or January, I will say, hey, here's what I learned. Here's how I got X amount of customers, either that be 50 or 100 customers or whatever. And uh, if you'd like to learn how I got those, then either subscribe to YouTube channel or subscribe to the podcast. And I'll give you guys free tips or we'll have it in a concise packaged form as a course. Does that make sense? Uh, the second question I have for you is: You are you were you were part of the process from beginning to end of the creation of my first course. In actuality, if, if I'm going to be totally honest, you were the catalyst that forced me to turn it into a course. Because if I remember your words exactly, it was Max. You can't keep giving this kind of this quality stuff away for free. I think that was your line. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because you had at, you had sent me an email asking me about what I do to get booked on podcasts and radio shows, and I replied to you with a rather lengthy email that I sent that I had been sending to pretty much anybody who asked me, and you're like, Max, you can't keep doing this. So um, you were part of the course. You listened to the course. Um, based on what you've learned in the process of creating courses, um, is there I mean, is there any big improvement that you can think of that uh, that, that course needs to have other than maybe some audio editing to make it sound smooth? Well, a couple of things actually come to mind. So, number one, uh, right now, if I'm correct, you're hosting that on Gumroad, correct? I'm hosting it on Sales and Gumroad. So, <laughs> yes, uh, I need to consider, uh, considering a, a change in platforms would be a good idea. The other thing I'm thinking of after listening to your presentation is, is that there's value in offering the course either at a discount or even for free to people who are my ideal clients or could be potential ideal clients in order to get reviews. And I'm also learning that about my books as well, that in many cases a review can be more valuable than cash. Well, that's true. And so two things come to mind for me uh, with in, in with regards to this. Number one, uh, if you moved it over to Thinkific, for example, uh, you could put all the audio files into your uh, core or into your course, give it away for free because Thinkific will let you host audio files, give it away for free and or whatever price point you want and get people into your system so that way they can provide you some feedback and say, hey, I'm having problems with this or, or this doesn't make sense to me. You can revise that and then relaunch it at a later date with the more improved uh, and revised course. And 
one thing you can do that I, I did recently is I sent out an email to my Over the Shoulder Course creation course uh, individuals. And I said, hey, what would you base the value of this course at? Uh, so if you had to pay for this, what number? Obviously, you you knew that sixty-seven dollars was going to be a nominal investment, and that you you made that without the course even being in place. People, I had five people pay for the course before I even had the first video up. So obviously, they they knew that that price was was worth it. But if you had to pay for the course and with all the content that's available now what would you pay? Like what would be comfortable for you to pay? And getting feedback from either your free subscribers or your beta members saying, hey, what number, you know, would you pay $199 for this course? Would you pay 425? You know, what What would you pay for it would help you? And then the other thing is, is people will be in your LMS. So when you do decide to launch another course or when you do make modifications to your course, then people can get access to that course uh, easier too, just by clicking a button and, and purchasing it too. And if you need help setting up your uh, Thinkific account, then definitely let me know. Uh, the other thing that you can use for marketing, and this just came to me, I recorded a podcast about this a couple of weeks ago, but it's a service called VoiceBase, V-O-I-C-E-B-A-S-E.com. And you could take one or two or three of your audio files, drop them into VoiceBase and have a, a blog post or two that you just need to edit up. And then if people are interested in getting more and actually hearing your voice, they can click the link at the bottom of the blog post and sign up for your free course or your $1 course or whatever you decide to value that course at. Get feedback from those people who sign up for the course and then relaunch it at a later date at a higher price. Right. Well, two things that I have done since the course was launched, which has been months ago, is one, I am now a member of a lot of Facebook groups and LinkedIn groups for authors and other creative type people who I believe are my, are my primary target market for the, the course as well as for my online media publicity services. So mm-hmm. that's one thing that's changed. And my Twitter, my Twitter following has also increased greatly amongst creatives. Uh, and the other, the other thing is, is that I have managed to get permission to use a lot of my early interviews, including the first interview that I did, which was a total train wreck, but was definitely a beginning. And I I think it might be good for people who are looking at this course if they could listen to, you know, some of my early especially my earliest interview and put that along with the the files for the course. That's something I could think or you could give that away as a free download for people entering their email address. Hey, enter your email address if you'd like to hear my first interview, which happened to be a train wreck. <laughs> you know, that's brilliant. Uh, that, is a, that is a great idea. And um, voice space is also a good, a, good, a good job for me because I do want to repackage all those. Uh, I'd like to repackage the interviews from my first one to the day I started doing my own show as a basically as a as a motivational type thing you know just to show people the path that I've been on and uh, having the having the transcripts to go along with the audio would make the package a lot more sellable definitely definitely so yeah I'm excited to see what you end up doing and as I said if you need any help with uh, producing whatever you're going to be producing with that course or any future course, definitely reach out to me and uh, we'll we'll make some things happen. All right. Well, one thing if 
about it. You are definitely energetic and you have a lot of ideas. And we tend to bring out ideas for each other whenever we talk. That's the purpose of a mastermind. Uh, Rebecca, do you have any questions for me? Well, maybe I missed something. But this is for any kind of course, not necessarily technology-related, correct? Correct. And that's why in the tools section, the first uh, or the third option that I said is that you need to have either screen capturing software if you're going to produce a technology course or a, a guided walkthrough course. Or you can record videos on your iPhone or with a regular camera uh, if you want videos. Or you can just type up your course. You know, this is step one for gardening. This is step two for gardening, just as an example. So when, when, excuse me, when you do that, um, can, you, can you have people post to the course as well? So if it's something that's interactive, can other people post too? Yes. Uh, so with the LMS or learning management system that I use called Thinkific, you can have people per or post discussions. You can set up a discussion forum so people can either leave you comments or they can chat with each other as well. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. And the no other thing you can do, the other, the other thing people do quite often with these courses, Rebecca, especially if they're, if they're, if they're really active on, on Facebook or LinkedIn, and then we'll set up a private uh, community on one of the social media networks and tell people mm -hmm. they can comment or discuss it there. Yeah. So that, that's another thing that people do. But yeah, you can set up a forum and think if it, and a lot of those, a lot of these platforms have that option because the, the, the forums uh, offer a place for people to get answers to questions and solve problems, which helps people continue to stay using the same platform. And the other thing is forms also generate traffic and clicks and time on site for the platform. So they use most of these most companies like that usually have a have a place where you can do that. Some of them don't have it where you can set it private and that would just be people about your course like Thinkific, but yeah. there's usually a form of some type. Well, and Thinkific will also allow you to test your subscribers' knowledge. So you can put quizzes in the middle of your course or exams at the end of the chapters if that's something you want to do as well. Um, and, and that can coincide with the discussions too. Thanks. No problem. And if you want to, you can repurpose those quizzes and discussions and use them as posts to try to get people to sign up your email list. Yep. So, well, I want to thank you guys for joining me. And uh, if you are one of the three people viewing on YouTube, uh, reach out to me and click on the link in the video description if you're interested in learning more. And uh, Max and uh, Rebecca, thank you guys for joining me. I'm going to go ahead and end the YouTube broadcast now.